shifting the I should to I prefer. It's a simple thing. And maybe the first thing is really writing down what are your shoulds? What do you keep telling yourself that you should be doing instead of, you know, reframing it to I prefer. The other one is gratitude. I think it's so important, even if you give yourself five minutes to really check in with yourself and ask yourself, what am I grateful for? There's a lot of external factors that affect your business. So sometimes that could feel heavy. Sometimes that could feel like it's questioning our competency. It's questioning whether or not we should continue doing it. And so when we sit in the present and the here and the now, it allows us to give our space to build our resiliency. Welcome to Check Your Aesthetic Podcast, the go-to podcast for self-starting creatives. I'm Katie Campbell, the owner of Katie Creative Co., a social media management agency located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I'm Alexis Aldrich, a Vermont-based content creator focused on promoting productivity that fits your unique lifestyle and growing my career in marketing and creative business strategy. On CYA, you will catch authentic conversations around entrepreneurship, social media, self-care, and the creative industry. If you're looking to grow your online following, boost your productivity, and connect with other ambitious female creatives, then you've come to the right place. Let's get into this week's episode. Hey girl, I am drinking my pumpkin pie latte this morning. (gasps) It is August 22nd. Shit. Oh, should that, okay, maybe that should be my, my post today. I was, this morning, I was like, what the hell am I going to post on Instagram? Um, I have, like, nothing planned because, well, actually, that's a good transition. Yesterday, I submitted my thesis, and so um, I've been just, like, all I can could think about and, like, focus on was my thesis, so I have no plan. I read her, her 80-something, 90-page thesis. I read it. 84, all of it? Skimmed. <laughs> Yeah, Austin was like, I I finished it and I was like, can you come in here and just like look at this? Because I feel weird like submitting my thesis without anyone without looking anybody at seeing it. it. And he's yeah. like, am I supposed to read this? I was like, no. No, just look at just it. Just scroll through the 84 Yeah, pages. I read certain parts and I scrolled through the entire thing and I made Jonah look at it with me. He was like, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> he was like, what is, a, what is a color pop? I was like, no, for real. Um... <laughs> Me trying to explain, like, he was like, what did she do her thesis on? I was like, I cannot explain it to you. <laughs> you won't understand. Because you don't know anything about any of this. Like, it's not going to make Great. any sense. He doesn't know what creative direction is, like, in the slightest. No, that's so. another thing I was trying to explain. He was like, that sounds kind of cool. I was like, it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so Alexis turned in her thesis. She only has four more days of school. Yeah, Katie this morning was like, Katie was like, she's like, aren't you or yeah because you wanted to do something and I was like oh I have something for school and she's like aren't you done I'm like no they're literally making me like write discussion boards about my thoughts and feelings about doing my thesis I start school again in two days and That's let me crazy. tell you guys something I do not want to do it yeah I have enjoyed the break so much but as I talked about but aren't you doing like, that podcast class or is that next semester I am I am taking a class about podcasting so maybe we're about to become the most famous people in the world like we are already. <laughs> anyway, so we have three billion listeners per episode. Um, but I guess all of this randomness aside, we should probably go ahead and say who today's guest was. I just have to say this episode came at literally the exact right time. I was texting Alexis before we had this episode mm-hmm. um, and recorded with this guest just some anxiety I was having. And this helped me a lot. So mm-hmm. I know it will help all of you guys too. We had Monica Denias on. She is a therapist for entrepreneurs and female I need to read her actual description do you think that I could maybe um 
benefit from preparing better? Like, what do y'all think? Probably. Like, everybody just, like, one out of ten, like, should I have already pulled this up before I started talking? Yes. Um, I would just want to make sure I do it right. Helping women she overcome is. anxiety and perfectionism so they can feel confident in go. life and yeah. their business. Love it. Yeah, I was looking for therapists for ambitious women or oh, entrepreneurs, yes. which yes. I know nearly everybody listening to that, that, to this episode, fits into one of those categories. Yes. So, um, we chatted about all things from imposter syndrome to burnout to loneliness to Goals. anxiety goal setting, check-ins, all kinds of stuff. Um, she is the sweetest person and is a very calming vibe, which is what I needed on this Monday morning yes. um, when I know I'm going to be working until like 11 p.m. tonight. But she was a super, super amazing guest. She had a ton of amazing things to say. Definitely helped Alexis and I out um, with some things that we've been talking about struggling. privately and struggling with. You know, guys, you guys know we're always struggling. <laughs> literally every episode <laughs> we're literally always struggling with something um but uh alexis do you have anything else before we get into the guest um no just that uh reach really truly truly i feel like that was a therapy session and that i appreciate our guests so much that even if it's not literally a therapist for entre- entrepreneurs i feel like all of our guests recently have been I feel like I get so much out of every episode, so, which is a good Agreed. feeling because then I know you guys well, too. Agreed. Um, and yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys have been thinking about our recent guests. We've really been trying to make sure, we've obviously loved every single one of our guests we've ever had, but we've been trying to make sure recently that we're offering kind of like different content. You know, we're about to hit two years. We might have already hit it when this comes out. Um and we just want to make sure we're always offering unique and different content for you guys. We don't yeah. want to be repeating the same things over and over. Um, so let us know in the DMs what you think. Leave us a review. The reviews really, really do help, y'all. Like, no, I yeah. know we don't we don't talk about them that much except in our little spiel at the end of the episodes. But they help us a lot. And if you guys, you know, love the content that we put out and listen every week, it would really, really help us out if you leave us a review. Um Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can just click that five stars, super easy. But Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. Um, and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. <laughs> no, but for real, for real, for real. Um, we will give you a kiss on the mouth if you leave us a review. I was just send literally, us your address. I was, <laughs> I was very much struggling not to say that I would send them a video of me twerking. <laughs> But I said it anyways. <laughs> so I'll give you a kiss on the mouth. Alexis will send you a twerking video. Um, all you have to do is leave a rating and review and just DM us. And then one twerking video and one kiss on the mouth is yours. So um, anyway, <laughs> after you leave your review, pr- press pause right now. Leave your review. Send us a DM. Receive your twerking video. Press play. And Fly listen to, to Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, get your kiss. Get your kiss. Uh, press play. And then hear all of the amazing things that Monica had to say. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, and it is a truly, truly amazing episode. And we know you guys will love it. So let's go. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for anyone that is new to you? 
Well, thank you ladies so much for having me. So my name is Monica Denias. I am a therapist and mindset coach based in Dallas, Texas. I work specifically with ambitious women and women entrepreneurs. I help them overcome anxiety, perfectionism, burnout, so that they can feel confident in both life and business. I love it. I love that so much. I think that I was talking about it with my fiance, like right before we recorded, and he asked who we were having on, and I said like a therapist for entrepreneurs. He's like, is that a that's a thing? I'm like, yeah. I mean, there's so much like emotion that goes into being your own boss and being just a small business owner in general. So I think that that's amazing that you've kind of like niched down into that um, community that really does need help and needs to have their voices heard. Yeah, I was literally texting Alexis before we started recording of uh, the anxiety I was having about clients and my business (laughs) and things like that. So I definitely think it's super amazing. Um, How did you kind of get into that niche? Kind of what was the, you know, history of kind of you ending up serving these kind of women? Yeah. Yeah, I always get that question and it's it's kind of one of those things where it's just like I stumbled along through it because I was I didn't know I was going to be an entrepreneur like to be honest I wanted to have a nine-to-five job um, and I knew exactly what I wanted to do right after grad school and I ended up getting the dream job working for the state government Um, but it was a lot of turnover a lot of burnout Um, and so then I decided well I'm going to get fully licensed as a therapist and start working on my practice part-time and then I started going on different um, um, networking events here in Dallas, specifically um, Dallas Girl Gang. I don't know if you guys know who Amanda Smith is, but she is really big here in Dallas. Um, she created a community for women entrepreneurs, just for intentional living and just like being able to like build better connections. And so I started talking to her. I went to all these networking events and with all these entrepreneurs, and I realized there is nobody talking to these women. These women are going through so much in their business doubt imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. anxiety I mean loneliness you name it um and I thought you know let me google is there something like this and so when I was googling all it said is like therapist for high achievers therapist for overachievers Mm -hmm. and there was one therapist actually in Austin and he was a male therapist who um it was a therapist for creatives um and I'm like okay so Mm -hmm. there so people are doing this in some manner but they're not really focused on women entrepreneurs so there is definitely room for me in this space yeah I love that you mentioned loneliness I feel like that's something that even just working from home like not just entrepreneurs I feel like that's something that's so prevalent and not really talked about like you know you talk about oh you have to do your taxes but when you're talking about being a small business owner like literally physically you are alone sometimes but then also it's just like an isolating feeling um so what are your kind of tips for our listeners that are coping with that lonely feeling and that isolation as a solo preneur yeah I think all of us even during during the pandemic we've been feeling some sense of disconnection from others um a lot of us are Mm. working from home now but specifically entrepreneurs right um a big part of doing the work is really just on your own right unless you start off with the team but most of us start like solo doing things on our own and I think a big part is not being afraid of that particular emotion because a lot of us I think we tend to write out emotions as bad and good negative and positive um and I had to learn that lesson too that it's okay for me to feel all of those different emotions and 
going into entrepreneurship, I knew I needed to combat loneliness. I needed to be able to put myself in a room with other women who were like-minded like me Mm -hmm. because my family Mm. and friends weren't entrepreneurs. So if you started this journey and nobody gets it, nobody understands why you have to be on social media, nobody understands why you have to do a TikTok video or, (laughs) right? Like Mm -hmm. people don't get it. They're like, why, why are you doing this, right? Um, But it's part of your business, it's part of your marketing plan. And so even in that feeling, uh, I, I get a lot of this from, from clients is that they feel like nobody understands them and everybody has that feeling. So I tell them everybody has this feeling. So people do understand you. People are going through the same thing that you're going through. Um, And unless you put yourself in those rooms with people who are like you, you will continue to feel lonely. Um, Your social life will not wait for Mm -hmm. your business to succeed. Yeah. That's very true. I love that. Um, Okay, so moving on from kind of the idea of loneliness, we have so many different things we want to hear. We're like spitfiring all these different things at you. But yeah, um, bring them on. (laughs) When you're working for yourself, obviously you don't have a boss who's giving you progress reports or, you know, telling you you're doing a good job, you're doing a bad job, this is what you need to change. Um, It's kind of all on you. So I think that there's kind of that balance of holding yourself accountable and measuring your success, but not beating yourself up and being a perfectionist and being like an overachiever to a, you know, negative degree. So how do you kind of recommend that your clients and the people that you work with um, balance that kind of, you know, hold yourself accountable, but also be realistic? Right. And I think it comes from, you know, I'll share my journey. Like my journey came from making a lot of mistakes in the beginning Mm -hmm. um, and being super afraid to reflect on that. Like I thought if I took a moment to really look at my finances, to really look at how I'm feeling, to really look at the decisions I was making, I was going to be stuck in a rut um and not be able to get out of it and I think because of that because I was doing that never putting reflection time into my business never checking in with myself it ended up leading me not learning from those mistakes remaking those Mm -hmm, mistakes so mm -hmm. a big part of my journey was creating check-ins with myself on a regular basis Mm -hmm. I personally love to do a monthly business check-in and actually a quarterly social media break to get back to my why, to make sure that I'm doing what feels right for me Mm -hmm. and to see if I have to let go of things that are not serving me. I think a lot of us fear reflection so much because it means I have to actually look at myself. It's like kind of looking at yourself in the mirrors. Many of us don't actually look at ourselves directly in the mirror Um, and, and really like checking in with ourselves and saying like, okay, what am I doing that isn't serving me? What do I think I have to do more? That was part of my journey of thinking that I had to do more to get more. And I had to learn that very Mm. quickly, that simplicity in business is going to be the best measure of success for you. Um, And you said like, how can we keep, still keep ourselves accountable, right? Um, Part of that is setting goals for your business, right? Because if you don't set goals, what are you aiming for? Mm -hmm. Um, And also not just tangible goals. I think it's also important to celebrate the non-tangible goals. Um, Like I'm so proud of myself for holding my ish together during that heart conversation with the client. I'm Mm. so proud of myself for celebrating um, and showing up this week, even if I didn't want to, mm-hmm. right? Like we do not mm-hmm. always have to show up as the best versions of ourselves every day. It's like not realistic, especially for women. Like our um, emotions sometimes get the best of us. Even yeah. when we're in our menstrual period, we're not always going to be the best yeah. version. And it's okay not to be the best version. 
Yeah, that's I mm-hmm. literally I cannot even believe how much I needed to hear all of this today right now. <laughs> um, and I think like what you said about mistakes is really, really important because I feel like when you're the only person running your business, it's really, really hard. You cannot blame anybody else. It's all you. Yeah. But thinking that you're going to make zero mistakes all the time is not only unrealistic, that's impossible. That's not going to happen. And so I think that you make a really good point instead of just kind of ignoring them, learn from them, and then you've done something good with them. And so then it kind of turns that, you know, failure, quote unquote, it's not, nothing's really a failure, um, into something that's positive and that will lead to growth rather than just, uh oh, I messed up. Okay, I'm just gonna like ignore it and make excuses for myself and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I'm, I'll be the first to say for anybody listening, I'm the queen of making excuses for myself. So is Alexis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, same here. Like I said, yeah. it was a journey for me to get myself out of that mindset of like, yeah. okay, I'm not a victim of my situation here. Mm-hmm. I can make changes. Um, and right. one of the things that I, I don't know if you guys know who Vanessa Lau is, but she has this newsletter um, called Confessions of a CEO. And she had mentioned this in her newsletter about like, your business will break if you sell out your program or your service or whatever. And your bre- uh, and your business will break if your program sells zero, no matter which end of the spectrum, your business will still be mm. broken. So yeah. why are we so like afraid to fail or succeed? Because I think it goes in both right. spectrums. Like yeah. we just right are so hard on ourselves I absolutely agree I also want to talk about like the word success because that's Katie and I both go to therapy and we're like the biggest proponents of therapists and I feel like there hasn't been an episode where we haven't talked about our own personal sessions of therapy but I've talked about the word like success Mm -hmm. with my therapist a lot and not just in the sense of like you know working like career stuff but like life and Mm -hmm. I think that it's very easy to be like oh I want to succeed like I want success what what does that even mean for you like that and I think that that's like what I'm trying to reframe is like success for me can now also mean like I this is so stupid but like I this morning took a shower and didn't have a podcast or a YouTube video playing in the back because that's something that I'm trying to work on and like giving myself time to like not have content constantly thrown at me. Mm-hmm. That for me is a success, you know, and like succeeding is also spending time with my little brother mm-hmm. and like making time that I'm balancing my life and work and not just like killing myself constantly trying to quote unquote succeed in my career. Because what does that really mean when at the end of your life you're like, oh, all I did was work. Like, okay, yeah. cool. But yeah. The, what was that for? Yeah, exactly. And the amount of money you make is not going to be like put on your tombstone, <laughs> right? Yeah, or the amount of accomplishments. Yeah, right. No. Um, you know, it's not going to be that. And I think also like there's something that you mentioned. It's like success for you means being able to give yourself like sacred rest and creative yeah. rest because yes. as a creative, you're constantly consuming um, and then it can lead to feeling like you don't have any more ideas. You're constantly having putting out. That's the thing about like being a creative and entrepreneur. You're constantly having ideas and thinking outside the box. But sometimes yep. we need like, to chill we need to be able to give our time to be able to recoup that creative rest and a lot of us don't do that like if when we're scrolling on tiktok scrolling on instagram we're consuming and by that that depletes our creative energy absolutely and i feel like i was gonna say i feel like another thing when we were talking about money um i've definitely experienced this kind of more since i've started you know doing social media management freelance totally completely solo 
when you work for yourself, there's kind of, and this is a positive and a negative, but there's no cap on how much you can make. And so it can feel like Mm -hmm. addicting to like chase, like, why don't I just Mm. work more hours? Why don't I just, you know, if I just want to work more than nine to five, I can make more money where that's not an option at a typical job. I mean, there's overtime, but you can't necessarily just keep going, keep going, keep going. Like if I wanted to, I could get 60 clients and work all hours and glue my eyes open and never sleep. Like, so I feel like that's another thing that's like this kind of cycle of it's like addicting with whether it's money, whether it's, you know, whatever it is that is, you know, your driving force in your business. It's just like, it's addicting. Right. It's like, it's like a big motivator. Right. And it's also a big fear, right? Like finances, um, is a big motivator. Like it's a big motivator. Um, and when we have fear about not making enough or wanting more, because we're seeing that there are other people, um, you know, say six figure this six figure that, that that's what Mm -hmm. your goal needs to be. It makes it hard not to listen to those voices and say, okay, well then I have to work more. And one of the things when I said, like checking in with yourself, means really looking at your finances but also looking at how did I enjoy the way I showed up Mm -hmm. because there were times where I would show in a quarter um feeling like constantly on Instagram constantly looking at other people losing my authenticity feeling like I was saying yes to everything and until I really created what I valued what boundaries I wanted to set with those values Mm -hmm. then I could see okay I want to work at this pace I don't want to see so many clients I don't want to constantly be on um other people's time like I want to be able to do what I was meant to do in a way that feels sustainable for me but that comes with reflection and unless you're giving yourself that time then you're just going to continue like your wheels are going to keep spinning. You're going to continue doing more and more and more and more. Absolutely. Right. I also want to hear your, I guess, perspective on, I feel like with, like Katie was talking about the money, like it's easy to accept clients, but I feel like I am such, and I know Katie is too, like an all or nothing person. Mm. And so it's very easy for me to be like, not just with like money, but like I'll say, okay, I'm going to do content creation. Okay. I'm going to post every single day. And I need to have like 10 stories. And then like I do that for like a week and then I burn myself out because I it's not sustainable for me. And then I crash and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait four months before I post again. What do you think is like a way that you can kind of, I guess it goes back to the holding yourself accountable but not beating yourself up. Like how do you balance working so hard and almost too hard? To the point where you, my therapist has used the analogy of you're running on a treadmill, but then you start sprinting and then you hit your face on the (laughs) treadmill and then you have to be in the hospital because you just hurt yourself. So how do you, what do you, what is your perspective on that? Yeah, I think a lot of it comes from the language that we use when we make these types of goals and even these types of expectations for ourselves. Like when you said, I, um, you know, I found myself you know, I'm going to post every single day or I'm going to do this for for the whole week um, without really reflecting on like, is that sustainable for me? What other things do I have going on this right. week? Um, what am I, if I'm adding something, what can I 
reduce right take away yeah because mm-hmm. a lot of us we just feel like we can add more but when we get to yes. and again it's gonna feel uncomfortable as someone who's a perfectionist and is an all or nothing you're gonna be like no because all of it if I don't do this it's not gonna come out the result isn't gonna come out the right way yeah. and like who or told you that or whatever <laughs> and yeah. yeah you have to ask yourself like who told you that where did you hear that from where is this evidence that if you post every single day it's going to happen most of the time people who um are, were successful on instagram youtube on the, sometimes it just happens by chance yeah. and by sheer yeah you know, the perfect moment, you know? And so sometimes there's not a realistic, tangible um, way to say, if I do X, this is going to happen. And then even just like shifting for me, I shift from, I should, I feel like we all should all over ourselves all the time. My therapist um, says that too. Saying, I sh- <laughs> instead of saying, I should, I say, I prefer, like I, I prefer that. to work out this week four times just because I prefer it doesn't mean I'm going to do it. I need to still yeah. listen to myself. Not, I should be doing that because with, I should, there's shame there's shame and then I'm gonna feel like oh my god I'm a you know I suck I didn't do this I didn't do that idiot loser yeah Yeah. um and even like the words we use ourselves like I suck I'm stupid I'm doing this right like all of those things are are negative self-talk that you know sticks with us so we have to really shift Mm -hmm. that language um in order to to shift the all or nothing because all or nothing wants to either be right or wrong, bad mm-hmm, or good, mm-hmm. healthy, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mm. really work that way. Like we know this with fitness yeah. goals, all these things. Everyone has a very different journey. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. This is Happy Club is a small business spreading awareness for mental health while building a safe space community focused on being able to share good news and encourage each other when needed. Aside from their community, they also sell trendy apparel and accessories such as tees, crewnecks, stickers, jewelry, and more. Every product is made and designed by the owner, and 10% of the proceeds are donated to a mental health charity each month. Join the club and go to thisishappyclub.com for more information and use the code CYA15 for 15% off your next order. Okay, so let's kind of change gears and talk about imposter syndrome, which we know you mentioned that you've talked about a lot before um, with your clients as well as on your social media, which also we'll talk about her social media later, but your social media is such a valuable resource. Um, There's like so much of what I gathered in inspiration for for questions is on social her social media so everybody follow but um a lot of entrepreneurs and I feel like a lot of young women and you know not even just young women um in their careers but especially when you're kind of younger just starting out are dealing with imposter syndrome and feeling like I was talking to a friend at dinner the other day and she works for I I don't know exactly how but she basically works for coke like some sort of advertising for coke and she was like Mm -hmm. I go into work every day and I'm like what and how, and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and um, so obviously, imposter syndrome is something that whether you're working for yourself or you're working for somebody else is a, is a really prevalent thing. So how do you suggest um, that entrepreneurs and young women in their careers kind of work through that and not let it stop them from succeeding? Right, not not letting them stop themselves from succeeding, right? Because yeah, exactly. imposter feelings represent a conflict between your own self-perception, what you think people, um, what you think about yourself and the way others perceive you, right? Like we constant, if we feel like we don't, are not competent enough, competent enough, um, or if we feel like someone else is not going to see that we're competent enough, I think a big part of it is, 
and I think I don't know if people are gonna like this this answer, but it's realizing and tolerating being the person that doesn't know and asking questions and not letting other people's lack of patience and compassion to be the thing that holds you back or makes you feel rushed to know the answers. Yeah. Because if you, imposter syndrome is when you're doing something for the first time, when you feel like you are not going to get it right the first time, and of course you might not, you, you might, you might get it right too. If you're someone who constantly over prepares and things like that, but at the end of the day, it's more so our perception of how other people see us that yes. dictates our imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Um, because, right. yeah. Do you guys have thoughts? Like, yeah. Anything resonate with you guys? I, I kind of feel like. Yes, <laughs> all of it. Yeah. And, and I feel like an issue that I have a lot in my business as well as just my personal life and that has a lot to do with my imposter syndrome is I just kind of assume that people think the worst of me. Like, I assume that people mm. think, mm. like, that I'm not doing a good job, that I'm you know, not qualified for this, that I'm too young, that I'm, you know, a stupid girl Mm -hmm. who works in social media, you know, like, I think that people Mm -hmm. think those things, when almost every experience that I've had has proved the opposite. Very rarely have people actually been like, you're stupid and bad at your job. That's actually not very rarely. That's literally (laughs) never happened. Um, But I think that just as somebody with anxiety, I'm kind of prone to just assume my friends are mad at me. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't think I'm good at my job, all of that kind of stuff. And so I think that what I've had to do for my imposter syndrome is recognize that one, people would not be paying me for my services if they thought I was bad at my job. (laughs) Yeah. Why would they pay me the amount that they pay me if they thought I was bad at my job? You know, exactly. that, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, and I work through a lot with my therapist, like kind of balancing like realistic thoughts with like my anxiety, like anxious thoughts. So a realistic yeah, thought yeah. is, yeah, a realistic thought is people are paying me. They wouldn't pay me if, you know, they were unhappy with my services. And then the anxious thought for that is, you know, they're just accidentally paid me. Like, like they paid <laughs> right, me. They just like they made they a feel sorry for me, so that's why they, <laughs> they paid literally me. Yeah, just, are cold. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. So that's kind of what I do with my imposter syndrome, and I feel like you're definitely right that communication is kind of the solution to that because especially in a corporate environment if you walk in Mm -hmm. you feel like you don't know what you're doing obviously asking people is hard but that's a good way to solve it but as an entrepreneur I think just communicating and kind of understanding like your clients are just as busy as you they're doing just as many things as you are um this is for me as a service provider you know they communicating with them and being over communicative is a good way, not so over communicative, but over communicative in my sense is like, you know, weekly emails, checking in is a way to make sure that they know yeah. that you're, you know, like. Yeah. And also fine. asking the right questions for yourself. So like if Absolutely. you're saying, um, like if you're saying that uh, these thoughts come, come out, even if you have evidence, um, asking yourself, like, what can I do for my offboarding? What kind of questions can I ask yeah. or on my check-ins? Yeah. Um, what can I, what right. questions can I ask that can give me some sort of, you know, motivation to continue? Like, and even also, I think getting very clear with your client, like what does, what would success mean to you? What, what, yeah, that's a question that I ask. What does that look yeah. like for you? Because then that yeah. way, if the evidence shows that it's not that, then you can, you know, right? Like 
reframe which it sounds like that's what your therapist does it does you know she tells you like these are your realistic thoughts and these are your automatic negative thoughts the things that trigger you maybe the things that you're you're so working through um out of a place of like your core beliefs and so being able to use that in your business you know and and like I said your offboarding um your surveys things like that so that you Mm -hmm. can feel like okay the story that I'm telling myself in my head is not true yes because these are the facts (laughs) Yes, and right. I feel like that's like right. such a good point because I, in my offboarding, I like to include like, you know, leave a review if you had a good experience, whatever. Um, obviously, reviews are good for, you know, mm-hmm. they're good to use for testimonials. They're good for your Google, my business, all that stuff. But it's okay to put a question in there to be like, can you tell me something nice about myself, but worded in other words? Like, yeah. you, can, <laughs> like you right. can have some things built in there for your mental health, which I think is something that you don't think about. Like, you don't need to just get the facts that you need to do your job. You can get the things that you need to know. Like one of my questions is, what is your measure of success? Because different clients is different. Some people don't want to gain followers. Some people just don't want me to bother them and they want the social media content to go up and they don't want me to be all up in their business. So, you know, kind of tailoring that to different people and being able to understand your clients' wants and needs is a good way for me to be able to kind of take that off of my – shoulders I guess and like be able to be like you know this I understand this client as a person you know I can kind of better understand how to fill their needs um which is you know definitely one of the hardest parts of being a service provider but if you you know ask the right questions it can kind of help but before we moved on to any other question I wanted to say like I I love that you talked about the more like I feel like we we think of imposter syndrome and we think oh, it's about me. It's, I can't do this. I'm not good at this, whatever. But you said that it's more about the perception of other people looking in. And that I I was sitting here like, what the hell? Because I realized like, yeah, that's literally the reason why I have ever experienced imposter syndrome ever is I'm thinking, what would someone from my high school, what would um, my mom's Facebook friend. friend's daughter, <laughs> fr- yeah, like random person on Facebook think when they find my Instagram page or when they hear that I'm doing X, Y, and mm-hmm. Z. It's not about like, what do I think about myself? Mm-hmm. What do I, like, what do I know that I could do? And I had this thought right before you said something that was very similar. I can't remember it now, but the thought of what would I be doing if I didn't think anyone was watching me? Mm-hmm. And like, how would I feel if I didn't think that anyone was watching me. And I think that that's something that with the rise of social media, back, I I was listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast a couple weeks ago, but she was talking about how like in the 80s, you could take a year off and go abroad and no one knew. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no one was making judgments. And and I'll be honest, and maybe that's something that I need to work on, but I – I catch myself on Facebook judging other people, like, stop doing that. But I do do that. It's human nature. And so I constantly am thinking, like, oh, what is that person? But what does that random stranger... You'll never know. Barely even an acquaintance. (laughs) I'll never see them again. (laughs) You'll just never know. Like, why does it matter what they think? Even if they are thinking something negative, why does that matter? It doesn't. Yeah. And I think we all are... um 
like guilty of doing downward comparison meaning yeah. like let me look at what other people are doing so I can feel a little better mm-hmm. <laughs> especially Facebook myself, I mean yeah. when I go to Facebook I'm like okay I'm gonna look at all Same. the people in high school and like I'm feeling <laughs> shitty about myself let yes. me just yep. go there and then I'll feel a little bit better but then totally it's like insane. um no I still have to work on the thing that's making me feel bad like I can't rely yep. on someone else's downfall for me to feel better you know so I feel like everyone's guilty 100%. of that I love that. Um, Okay, changing veins yet again. This is kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, but Mm -hmm. I love the idea of like a monthly check-in. And obviously part of that would be kind of setting goals and checking in on those. So I'd love to talk about like kind of the benefits of setting those goals um, and like the benefits of having those goals in your business, those set goals when it comes to your mental health. Like why is it good to have for your mental health for you to have a goal? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, take, you know, doing goals and allowing yourself to be able to take inventory of those past goals instead of seeing them of like, man, I messed up, I failed, right? You are then are able to now have more control over what your next moves are going to be. And it is also going to give you flexibility to allow you to change your mind because a lot of us feel like if we have that all or nothing mentality well I already told myself this um that I'm gonna do this and if I change my mind people are gonna think I'm a flake or you know I'm someone who you know I'm not allowed to change my mind when really if things are not working for us and we are not consistently measuring you know how we're doing and reflecting on what needs to change, nothing will change. And I think reflection is such an important piece in making realistic, obtainable goals. You won't know you're pushing yourself too much unless you take a good look at it. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes because, you know, we have such a hard time with this one. We, 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 we think that um, reflection is going to be the downfall for us. And I think a big part for people is if you're not able to be introspective about yourself and set realistic goals for yourself, then that means that you may need more support. That's through a mindset coach, a therapist, whatever it is that you need. Because if you don't, it's going to affect your life. It's going to affect them in a healthy way. You're right. going to start seeing your mental health declining. You're going to start seeing making rash decisions, um, making unhealthy decisions that don't support your mental health. So there's so many benefits when it comes to like setting your your own personal goals um, in your business. But I also think it's important to identify what your business needs versus what you need mm-hmm. because there's two separate things. And a lot of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. solo entrepreneurs will mesh them together, will combine those yeah. needs together, which they're totally different. My business needs and yeah. my personal needs are definitely different. Definitely. Even in like the content creation sense, because mm-hmm. like, with that a lot of the times and also with entrepreneurs you are in quotes your business Mm -hmm. like you're the face of your business so it's so easy to just like psychologically meld the two like you said um but I have two specific questions one is because you just reminded me to ask this and then also I remembered thinking I want to hear more about that so one is the monthly check-in what does that include and like how how can I do that and then also the you said something about the quarterly um social break Mm -hmm. I want to hear more about that and like the two kind of mental health you know but also business check-in kind of thing yeah yeah absolutely so um for my you know everybody's monthly business check-in is going to look differently um for Mm -hmm. me it's looking at my 
uh, referrals, like where are people coming in Mm -hmm. so that I know Mm -hmm. where I'm going to be spending my time. Um, and I make sure that that's a quantifiable thing. Um, because for me, I'm very much like tangible numbers. Um, and then the non-tangible is really sitting and celebrating the wins. Um, really sitting, um, and writing down, what am I grateful for? What did I accomplish this week? What felt good for me? I no longer pitch myself to podcasts. I like for people to reach out to me because that 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 tells me this person took the time to really look into to what I'm doing and mm-hmm. they see me they understand me and so then I'm going to yep. be able to show up in their podcast in the best way yes. and that's my check-in to like am I accepting thing am I am I trying to get myself in a room or am I being seen mm-hmm. and understood yeah, and I, I use that. human design I don't know if you guys ever talked uh like her do human design but yeah. I'm a projector and so basically that just means that I wait for the invitation and as a overachiever and perfectionist that was like heck no I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna wait for the invitation but now I'm like I ask myself on my monthly check-in you know what invitations where did I get in you know this month who who mm. saw me who who was able to allow me to be in their space and speak life into their community yeah. um because that's very important to me then I also right. say, what can I change? Did I prioritize rest? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll also check in my finances, like checking in, okay, where am I overspending? Where am I, where do I need to cut back on? Um, Cause I could really see a pattern. Like I know when I'm not in a good mental space, if I start buying courses, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I know that I'm not like <laughs> listening to myself. I'm like yeah. trying to find an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes Mm-hmm. There is like, sometimes you do need to find an answer, right? Sometimes you don't know, yeah. but sometimes I have to ask myself, it's like, is this something that I have time to do and learn? Or is this something that maybe I need to prioritize saving so that I could hire out? Yeah. Um, because right. I ma- need to make sure that I'm delegating things because I don't like to do certain things. Absolutely. So that's kind of like right. what's in my monthly check-in. Um, totally. So for you, it could look a lot different. Yeah. Totally. Um, and what about wait before you move on? I still want to hear about the social break. Yeah, the quarterly, uh, <laughs> the quarterly uh, social media break, which is funny because um, my next quarterly one is at the end of September. But I all of a sudden decided in the month of August because it's my birthday month, like halfway through that I just wasn't, I just didn't feel like being on Instagram um, or TikTok, mm-hmm. so I just decided to do a break. Um, and part of it is really just because I, um, for the month of October, I want to prioritize creating more YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I needed to take some time for creative rest. Um, so really the quarterly social media uh, breaks are one, to look at analytics, to look at the tangibles, but also look at like, am I really do I love what I'm creating? Um, am I actually right. creating content that serves people? Um, and mm-hmm. then I'm, and those are actually social media goals. I make them tangible for myself. Like, what does that look like? How do I know people are engaging? That could be like, how many comments do I get? Or that yeah. could mean how many people reached out to me for a specific topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's going to look different for you, but the social media break, it's a, it's a week. It's just the last week of the quarter. Um, you take mm-hmm. your time to reset. You take your time to uh, slow down. I don't see clients that week. Uh, or if I do, it's a reduced amount. Um, I also check in with my VA. I, you know, allow myself time to sleep in. I don't mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's a me time. It's a reflection. It's just like getting back to see if like do I want to continue doing this on Instagram do I want to continue showing up on TikTok it just depends on what feels right for you but 
I know that I have to put it on my calendar. I know that I have my VA to keep me accountable. So even if you have a friend, another business owner who can keep you accountable, like let's both do these quarterly social media breaks. Maybe let's hop in on a Zoom call, do our, you know, reflection time um, and things like that. Because you do definitely need accountability sometimes. And for me, I had my VA and I never, I would never do meetings with her. And I'm like, wait, I'm not embracing my CEO self. I'm not like embracing being a business owner. I need to make these meetings, even if it's just a meeting with her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important for us to like see what's happening. Um, and then my VA is great. She's so encouraging. And I, and I think that too, when you're hiring people, it's really hiring people that fit your business and your own personal needs too. Like for me, I love her personality. Mm-hmm. I love Absolutely. how she's super compassionate. And so she re affirms that okay what you're doing is good like if you needed a break that's fine like these are the numbers nothing's breaking yeah I love that I love that okay so to kind of close off the um you know before we get into random questions um we love giving actionable kind of tips on this podcast things that people right after they listen to this can kind of implement so just in a in general what are three things that entrepreneurs or really anybody in a creative career listening can do daily to kind of work towards improving their mental health so three things um I mentioned one during the podcast and one of them is just shifting the I should to I prefer it's a simple thing absolutely um you can catch yourself doing it and maybe the first thing is really writing down what are your shoulds what do you keep telling yourself that you should be doing um instead of you know reframing it to I prefer the other one is gratitude I think it's so important even if you give yourself five minutes to really check in with yourself and ask yourself what am I grateful for um because there's a lot of external factors that affect your business um and so sometimes that could feel heavy sometimes that could feel like it's it's questioning our competency it's questioning whether or not we should continue doing it Mm -hmm. and so when we sit in the present and the here and the now it allows us to give our space to build our resiliency absolutely then the last thing and this is the thing that I love to do is either at night or in the morning I do a brain dump of specifically the things I've been avoiding the things that I've been (laughs) (laughs) avoiding so that then I could take an action and and that's a little action if after writing it you don't want to um do anything from that list that's okay but at least now you're really getting honest with yourself about right. things that you've been avoiding um, and then creating small action anxiety is not about like get, I, so I, I think people think about productivity as like okay if I'm productive my anxiety will go away like if I do the laundry that's been like I've been avoiding if I do it all then my anxiety will go away it's okay to just do a portion of it it will yep. still have the same effect. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So allow yourself to give those little moments of taking action. Um, but first, it's being very clear about what, you're, what you've been avoiding. I love that. Amazing. All right. Well, let's get into the random question for today. So this is kind of a seamless transition here. But it is, what is one non-negotiable in your daily routine? And Monica, you can start us off. Yeah, my non-negotiable for me is having a slow morning. Like, that's just a non-negotiable for Mm -hmm. me. I don't like to feel rushed. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not a specific tangible thing, but it's more so like I don't like to feel rushed. I don't like to have multiple things happening. So if I know that I don't have time, I, I then push whatever else needs to happen because if I don't give myself that time, I know my, my day is just going to completely like not set me up for success. So for me really, it's just having slow mornings, at least two hours before I have to do anything. I love that. Alexis, Mm -hmm. what about you? 
Um, I already mentioned mine, but we had, um, on one of our previous podcasts, we talked about, um, uh, having, like, a quiet shower, uh, and that is something that ever since we recorded that episode, I've been doing every day, and it really has helped so much just with being, like, on social media, social media management, like, whatever, it's so easy to just constantly be, like, bombarded with content, and, like, even working from home, because I can do things without having, you know, coworkers around me, so I can be doing something and watching a YouTube video or listening to a YouTube video at the same time, and so I constantly would have YouTube on while I'm in the shower, and it just is, it, it became, like, way too much, so I've started to, like, purposefully give myself that time to be alone and be able to just even like sit with my thoughts and um again I was talking about it with my therapist and she she was like is it that you're afraid to be alone with your own thoughts I was like oh queen go off yes um so yeah so that's something that I've been working through but it's honestly been amazing I love my quiet shower time but yeah, Katie, what about um, you? Mine is, and it's a little harder now in these summer months, but I, every single evening, try to go and sit outside while, while I let my dog out for at least like two minutes. Just sit outside. Don't bring my phone. Um, that's something that has having her has helped me with a lot. I'm really bad about not having my phone with me constantly. Like I'll just bring it with me everywhere that I don't need it to be. But I like to just sit outside with her for at least like five minutes. Um, a lot of times I'm working into the night I prefer to take a break from like 2 p.m to like 4 p.m and then work more after because I'm a piece of garbage from 2 to 4 p.m laying on the ground laying in the streets floating away like I can't I'm not worth anything (laughs) at that time um and I know that about myself but I also like to make sure that in the evening times whenever you know it's sunset some you know nice weather outside a little bit cooler I spend a little bit of time outside with her to just kind of give myself a break if I'm working into the night I shouldn't be like like typing away from like 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. like a maniac. So that is mine. But Monica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, We learned so much from you and we know our audience will as well. Um, So why don't you go ahead and plug yourself, tell people where they can find you on socials, your website, if they want to work with you, all of that good stuff. Yeah, well, um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Cafe with Monica. I recently launched a YouTube channel, so that's Monica Denias, and it's all about self-care, mental health, lifestyle, um, really incorporating all of these things that I mentioned today um, during this podcast. Um, And if you want to check out my website, it's just monicadenias.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, follow us on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic and TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. If you want to support our show, text the link to this episode to a friend, share when you listen to CYA on your story, or leave a positive rating or review wherever you're listening to this episode. If you want to hear more from us, be sure to hit the follow button on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll talk to you next Monday. See ya!